intelligent media for the politically aware. This is Thomas, a.k.a. a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. UFOs to government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. Many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom the future is uncertain I know this death is inevitable I know this But one thing is certain, as free men, it is our right to live unencumbered and in peace. And those times are quickly drawing to an end. And in these times, peace is certainly an illusion. And as the chains grow tighter, our ability to slip those chains increase incrementally with every passing moment. In action is no longer an option. It's time to raise our voices like a cacophony of thunder and lightning and tell the masters no more. And this is Nighthawk, and I say, for myself, no more. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, because the freedom is slipping away. All right, thanks for listening while we take that short break here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. And now we're going to get back to your host. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of you back to Ohio Exopolitics. I'm your host, Mark Snyder. It's 4.02 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to start out, I think tonight we're going to play some clips for certain. And i got Solaris joining me a little bit later. I'm going to try to share my screen. And see if I can share my computer sound, which I think we're good. And I'm going to play a clip here where Buzz Aldrin says the moon video was an animation. So we're going to talk a little bit about Flat Earth today. And we're going to talk about some of the crazy NASA stuff. And perhaps maybe get to a little bit of the Meyer stuff as we go along as well. Here you go, Buzz Aldrin. On a talk show, saying the moon video was an animation. Let's talk about this, because this is fascinating. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does, I remember my parents waking me up, and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. See, you associated what you saw with... I have very hazy memories. 
Now, isn't it interesting the way Conan, Conan, I guess is his name, backs off immediately. Like, there's certain things he can't say. I'm going to play that again. That, that to me is astonishing that Buzz Aldrin would say that. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does, I remember my parents waking me up and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. See, you associated what you saw with... I have very hazy memories. This is the hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks for joining us. Get ready for a deep dive into Deep Woo. Joining me on this... Black, um, this is maybe my fourth time on, and I think you're going to get... So this is David Weiss, who I've just recently discovered, who's a really good flat earther. He's got some really, really interesting things to say. We'll get into that a little bit later. And it's on a show called The SGT Report, which is on BitChute. So if you sh- you should be able to search on BitChute for the SGT Report and find this. Maybe I can get some of these guys on the show here. But this, again, is David Weiss. He's a very knowledgeable flat earther. Less and less and less. Uh, have you been noticing that? Yeah, I think so. People know that they've been lied to about everything. So is it possible they've been lied to about the heliocentric model, about what NASA claims to have done in 1968 to 1971, where they took a dune buggy to the moon because it was so easy to get there, but we've never gone back? I think people know that there are a lot of lies, and maybe this is one of them. I'm very eager to welcome to the show for the first time, Jaron from Jaronism over on YouTube. Somehow the man still has a YouTube channel. Good on you, Jaron. Welcome. Yeah, uh, knock on wood. Jaron's the other guy there, sorry. Right, probably won't be too long, but uh, yeah, happy to be here, Sean. Thanks so much, and big fan of the show and all the stuff that you've done. And yeah, I think we can go one step further, too, with the, you know, is it possible that they're lying about space? We know they're lying about everything, so I have to ask the question, why in the world would we assume that they're telling us the truth about the one place that we can't go? The, you know, we'll never be able to verify Mars. We'll never be able to verify that there's a rover there or that Jupiter's as big as they say or anything. So it's it's even worse than just could this be another lie? To me, it's the most obvious of all of them. Uh, if they lie about what's right in front of your face and what we can go and touch and verify right now, uh, why wouldn't they lie about something we'll never be able to verify? Yeah, and we know they lied about this past election. I want to do just a news roundup here in a second. How do I loathe Joe Biden? of the lunar, rain, lunar laser ranging experiment. In 1962, MIT was supposedly uh, bouncing laser pulses back off the moon, yet everybody wants to say that the proof that we went there is that there are mirrors there that we're able to reflect back. But, of course, if they were able to do it in 62, then the fact that they can do it now certainly isn't proof that they went there in 69. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people will recall, maybe not the younger folks, you'll have to look this up, but our beloved former president who was assassinated by the deep state, John F. Kennedy. Recall that speech when he said, and we choose to do these things, go to the moon and these other things, not because they're easy, but because they're hard. Yeah, no kidding, they're hard. I think it was Werner von Braun who predicted, what, in the 50s, that they would need to construct a rocket the size of the Empire State Building to get to the moon, by his estimate. I think it was a three-stage rocket. Connecting. So there's two grown men wearing diapers in there um, that this thing is coming together this is what they're showing us they they got a model this is ridiculous i mean if you went to a movie and they showed you this you would you would ask for your money back well although really in defense of what you're showing there 
that to me is one of the more believable pieces of footage because I don't know <laughs> what that would look like, right? So I could buy that as 1968 black and white. I'm sitting in front of my yeah. TV and I'd say, oh my God, well, look at this incredible accomplishment for mankind when really maybe I'm, it was Kubrick directing the whole thing. Who knows? I'm glad you said that. When we, when we talk about the current billionaires in space, I'm going to show you just a launch from yesterday. And uh, I think it's worse than this, what, what I'm going to show you. But before I do that real quick, let me ask Sean a question real quick while we're no. on that subject, though. Sean, so the part that I think I, my audience is tired of hearing me say this, but what I think is just appalling is that, you know, Elon Musk for the last two years or whatever has been trying to land his starship, right? So it's the tin can that goes up about five miles. Then he tries to come back, and it would blow up a few times, and I think it hit the ground once and then blew up five minutes later. And just recently he's been able to land it. And they talk about this guy like he's the savior of the world, right? He's a genius. But they fail to mention the fact that there's nobody in that craft, right? It just goes up and comes down. There's no people in it. And yet 60 years ago, we not just sent people five miles in the air inside that craft, but sent them 238,000 miles away. They landed on a foreign body. They got out. They walked around. They, like we said, drove a little golf cart. They uh, played golf. They um, did all these tests and ran around and bounced around and fell down. And yet then they got back into the same craft that landed on the moon and took off from that craft came back and they told everybody make sure you watch live on tv it's just a joke it's, it's a joke that we have been confused to think and then they just rehashed the story and now we're supposed to be impressed that elon musk can land his craft again but yet we landed it 238,000 miles away john i'm showing you this is free falling back to earth this is elon musk's s flight of that craft that jaron was just talking about and they got i mean this is a not uncut footage this is it from the ground, and then they show it high up in the air. But this thing is like 40,000 pounds, free-falling. Look how high it is all of a sudden. It's free-falling, and it's going to land upright. And you know what? Let's go, let's go through this. This is another 20 seconds or so. Um, all of a sudden, the engines come on. The camera edits, cuts, gets underneath it, an impossible shot. Two of the three engines will go out. Now, look at the smoke. Use your common sense. How fast is this thing moving? This is 40,000 pounds, free-falling. And then... Watch the CGI smoke. Very important. Remember the CGI smoke because we're going to see that when we look at um, William Shatner's fake space uh, jump, and it lands. You can't watch that and think it's real because if you do, there's really no no helping. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Captain Kirk and his uh, space launch. I believe that was uh, aboard Jeff Bezos' penile-shaped rocket, was it not? Yeah, before we go there, we just got to look at one quick thing. I would just, just for your audience that might be hearing this for the first time, take a couple of seconds. This is what the heliocentrist ball globe Earth believes, that we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, which means the sun is setting because you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound, right? That's not the bad part. We're orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour, and we're chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. And I've said that a lot, but people don't really understand what that means, so... Let me, uh, let me share my screen here. Where's it go? Um, share screen with sound. And I'm going to show you this is called the hypersonic sled. And just take a look at this. Here we go. Uh, this would be a good, uh, maybe I can pull. See if Solaris is, is back or not. I'm not sure. Hello. I'm here. Oh, hey, it's good to see you. How was, <laughs> how was your time off for the... It seems like to me, the more I rest, the more I need rest. <laughs> On Thanksgiving here, I haven't done much. Oh, no, it was fine. Uneventful. 
that's that's something that I think we need. Uh, I'm playing some clips here from David Weiss, another fella who David Weiss is a flat earther. Who the guy is really interesting. I really find his stuff fascinating. And there is a the other guy they call Jaron, or and uh, he's kind of a. Kind of a flat earth or two. I don't know if you ever go there. Do you ever? Yeah, we were just talking about this with uh, Giuseppe and just just last show. But really? yeah, I think that it's based on perception. I, I really think it's based on the perception of the observer, depending on the field of energy, in my opinion. And you can see a world in different formulas connected to how you um, observe from multidimensional states of awareness. I'm looking at it from a different space time, obviously, but I find that there's uh, I see it as a, as a an engineered field to some degree. So. Could it is you, what it is. Could you hear the clip? I, I heard was, part of it, yeah. Okay. And I just got an error message that something went wrong with my sound sharing. So I'm going to try it again okay. and try to play a little bit more. Okay. Uh, let me see. Switch screen or window. Uh, do I need to do anything? Maybe I don't need to do anything. So let me let me try to play this. And this is one. Thing I really appreciate having you here because I don't know, you know, if you can't hear it, then there's a problem. But uh, can you see my other screen? Yep, I can see it. Okay, let me play just this for a second. This is called the hypersonic sled. It goes like Mach 8 or something. It's incredible. Um, can you see that? Yes. Were you able to see that and hear that? Yep. Isn't that pretty incredible? Now listen to what um, David Weiss says here. Very interesting. So one more time. This is going by at Mach 8.6. Right? You have to believe that the Earth is orbiting the sun 10 times faster than that and chasing the sun in an elliptical, all of these are elliptical, um, at a hundred times that speed. But then when you go out in nature, this is what we have. Well, nature, nature doesn't lie. And people do believe it. And we'll talk in a minute maybe about why people believe that and uh, what people believed throughout history. Maybe we can talk about Copernicus. Maybe we can talk about the Vatican. Maybe we can talk about the, I guess, the invention of the heliocentric model when that happened, because a lot now. Let's talk about this because this is fast. Let me play this a little bit because I don't think you got to hear this. This is um, Buzz Aldrin saying that there was an animation played and you weren't really seeing them on the moon. So let's listen to this. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does. I remember my parents waking me up and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because... Uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, interesting. Isn't that? He's, and I got other other footage here where he's backtracking. Uh, I found this to be fascinating. Any, any other comments? I know there's a lot of information. There. Well, there's always duality with this. You know, bottom line is uh, two things going on simultaneously insofar as how it was done, in my opinion. Yeah. Very interesting to hear an mm -hmm. astronaut say that, isn't it? Well, he's my least favorite astronaut. <laughs> yeah, I know they—they're all—they—they—they 
Neil Armstrong acts like somebody that's been through a lot. I, th- I think they, I think they. Oh, Neil Armstrong, yeah, he, yeah, he's no longer alive, his, though. Yeah, yeah, they threatened his family, I believe, or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he just strikes me as someone that way. Now, Buzz Aldrin, to me, I think he had a drinking problem for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's suffered a lot of. Uh, trauma, psychological trauma. I think a lot of these guys have been through uh, some psychological trauma, maybe Probably. maybe some mind control. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. If they're part of that space program, I'm yeah, sure they would yeah. have to be subjected to something. I know, but any I like to think outside the box. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with, you know, watching flat earthers. But I'm not trying to convince anybody one way or another. But to me, that I just think they. I, I like the fact that they think outside the box. Let me, mm-hmm. let me pull this next uh, clip up. I want to make sure you can hear it too. It's uh, just sitting there. Young boy, and uh, but here's one thing I want to say. Can you hear that? Yep. Okay. Good. That I think is really important regarding space shuttle launches is that uh, the Challenger explosion that had all those astronauts on that vehicle that we saw explode when I was in school that very day. I was in high school when that happened. We watched the explosion over and over and over again. Okay. The explosion was real. <laughs> no, but, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they put, well, I heard no, the no, no, wait, no, I did not watch the launch live, but the principal broke in, said there's been an accident. Then the TVs went on. Then we saw, okay, but here's the thing. Those astronauts said to be aboard the Challenger all have doppelgangers that are alive and well today. And I just want to they point are. that out as it as it relates to us being lied to about just about everything. Twin, and, twin and brothers and twins. You know, they all yeah. said twins that weren't weren't around before and didn't attend the funeral. Didn't attend their siblings' funeral. None of them attended their siblings' funeral. Now, I wonder what is the likelihood of having, you know, this launch – uh, on the space shuttle, and to have five or six people that had a twin brother or sister—that's weird. Are you sure that, about that? What? Yeah, can you see the picture there? It's, yeah, yeah, but is it for real or is it just some kind of a mock thing? You know, I, I think always it's wonder. Real? Okay, <laughs> I, I don't. I can't see the picture that closely. That's why I was asking. But um, who knows? I mean, everything can happen. Everything's such a such a psyop. Who knows? Does it, does I don't believe it, they like, all had twins, though. That just seems too one, far-fetched to me. Three, three, four, five, six. I think six of them had twins. How many were there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's weird. I don't it's, know. I mean, I'd have to look at those pictures. I, I don't I'm know. not saying they were real twins. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm saying the people. Maybe the people didn't die. Like body doubles or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. or something. Who knows? You know, maybe it's I just anything. It's all a deception, maybe. Well, I think a lot of it is. That's why you can't take anything seriously anymore. It's pathetic, isn't it? I know. It's crazy. It's like, who to believe? Just believe in yourself. It's totally. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I, lo- I love listening to these guys because they're outside the box. So let me let me continue. Okay. Here's so, that video. I'll bring this up if you wanted to see this real quick. While yeah, Buzz Aldrin admitting to a child, uh, I think, what the truth is. Why has nobody been to the moon in such a long time? 
That's not an eight-year-old's question. <laughs> That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't go there, and... And that's the way it happened. And Isn't that incredible? You just heard an astronaut say they didn't go there. Yeah, that's wild. Comments. Well, what's interesting is that maybe the little the little girl just pulled out the honesty in him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't lie to a child. He can lie to an adult, but maybe not a child. Who knows? He couldn't lie to the little girl. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen. So... In the future, if we want to keep doing something, we need to know why something stopped in the past that we wanted to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we basically never went in the first place. Basically, that's what he's saying. And he, and he recently on Conan O'Brien was, uh, um, Conan said, you know, I saw you on the moon. He goes, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. He goes, he goes, we didn't have television cameras up there. You were watching animation. Mm -hmm. He said that on Conan just like within the last couple of months. Let's yeah. talk about this because this is fascinating. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does. I remember my parents waking me up and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. So you associated what you saw with... I have very hazy memories. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then you've got um, Michael Collins. I have this interview with him, and I think Brian Gumble asks him, you know, how do you feel when you look up at the moon now, knowing where you were 20 years ago? And he says, well, when I look up at the moon, I can pretend that I've been there, or I can pretend I haven't been there, and it works for me either way, which is the, the biggest joke ever. Why would anybody who's been somewhere say that they can think about it as if they haven't been there and it works for them? Because I don't know about you, but if you told me, Jaron, have you ever been to Hawaii? And I say, yeah, when I think about, back about it, I can pretend I've never been there and it works for me. Well, it really doesn't work for me because I have been there. So how could you say that you could just pretend you weren't there and it works for you either way? And then they all giggle. If I have a chance, I'll bring that up for you too as well. Yeah, please do. And Jaron, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, again, I had a little bit of cognitive dissonance as it relates to the, the space shuttle launches and the balloon thesis that David just took us through. And some of this stuff to me is we get in the weeds here and I like to stay with the. OK, let me back out of here. I'm getting too far down in the rabbit hole. I think this is the next one we want to listen to. what a tornado does to a metal fence a tornado 300 mile an hour winds that's a strong tornado will tie metal in knots it'll splinter trees and telephone poles right this thing has superheated fuel coming out enough to lift four million pounds and nothing happens to this fence okay nothing the, the rocket actually goes up and then comes down a little bit you don't do that with four million pounds that tank which is you know um i forget it's, it's a couple of tons or tons empty maybe it's 20 tons empty uh, it's falling back to Earth, and it's gonna it's gonna burn up. Just trying to here it is. So this so this is this is the part. Just think about this. This is being filmed, and I want you to watch right over here. You're gonna see a handkerchief blow by, which is gonna give you an idea of how fast this thing's going. But this is being filmed by the guys that are on the shuttle that are on their way to orbit. So they're going up 17 to 25,000 miles an hour. There it goes. You see it. 17 to 25,000 miles an hour, and somehow they're filming this thing 
free-falling back to Earth. Any working mind will say, that's impossible. This is a balloon, okay? Now, there's PVC pipe going along the side of this thing, okay? There's, this is not a aerodynamic um, vehicle in any way. And if you look, another piece of paper went by, this is just a balloon. I'm not sure if it's being filmed from underneath or above, but this is the SR-71. At Mach, you know, 2,300 miles an hour is the fastest it can go because it gets too hot. But that hunk of junk with PVC connections and everything is going like Mach 25. It, it's insanity what people believe. But here's the thing, Sean, as you know, belief is easy, right? I could say, you know, belief Belief is easy. You, I can tell you something like, hey, I've got 10 pencils on my pocket. Okay, you believe it, right? You have no proof of it. Um, belief is easy. It takes no effort. It takes no thought. Thinking about this world, understanding the lie. And the last thing, and I'll throw it back to you guys, is this lie is so big that, that people can't see it. And people go, well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work. Isn't it amazing the size of the lies that we're seeing these days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. That does look kind of hokey, I must say. Doesn't it? Yeah, it I does. Mean, that that giant space shuttle is supposed to be able to go what I don't know, twenty five thousand miles an hour, seventeen thousand miles an hour, and our most advanced uh, uh, plane, uh, which was for reconnaissance, that SR seven one, only it's goes. A nice one. Yeah, beautiful mm -hmm. plane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. And then they show you that tank falling, and somehow, how do they film that? I mean, that I well, don't, it's crazy, right? Well, people who are actually on the ground looking up, I mean, that's the best footage you can possibly do an analysis on. Not this other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I would look at. That's interesting. I would look at this insofar as the true analysis, if it's really you know, live or memorex thing. You know, I don't know if you heard about William Shatner. He took a, supposedly took yeah. a trip. I watched space. it. Did mm -hmm. you watch it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Now they're they're going to critique that. So anyway, let me I like William it. Shatner. I mean, I always love Star Trek. I well. do too. I think the guy's great. But anyway, here let's continue. That's that's where they got you. They want you spinning out of control, lost in space, not knowing who you are, hiding the creator, um, because people that find the creator, people that understand the power that they have, are a threat to the uh, to the powers that want to be. Yeah, I agree. Let me just say one thing about what you just took us through regarding the space shuttle launches. I bumped on some of those things you were saying because I lived through those launches, okay? So I've got some cognitive dissonance as it uh, relates to those launches. I watched them as a young boy, and uh, but here's one thing I want to say that I think is really important regarding space shuttle launches is that uh, the Challenger explosion that had all those astronauts on that vehicle that we saw explode when I was in school that very day. I was in high school when that happened. We watched the explosion over and over and over again. Okay, the explosion was real. <laughs> no, but, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they put. Well, I heard no, 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 wait, no. I did not watch the launch live, but the principal broke in, said there's been an accident. Then the TVs went on. Then we saw. Okay, but here's the thing: those astronauts said to be aboard the Challenger. I'll have doppelgangers that are alive and well today. And I just want to they point are. that out as it. Okay, we kind of talked about that already. Let yeah, me, you played that one before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me step back. It's real easy to kind of. I have a lot of videos. 
I have so many videos. I have been recording and recording and recording. I go through these. I don't know if we've already may have already heard this one too, but I go through these kicks. Like I'm really enjoying these guys a lot. Um, History of our country, we call it the big steal. They call it the big lie. They literally lie to us about everything, and the mainstream horror media is in on all of it. So here's a question: If it's so easy to go to space now that Bezos is doing it, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, the Virgin Galactic guy's doing it. That billionaire's doing it. Uh, we've got Elon Musk doing it. What do we need NASA for? Okay, number one. And number two, how much money are we giving to NASA every year, guys, to do pretty much nothing? $63 million every day. Yep. $63 million a day. Okay. I think if we gave Dave $63 million and told him to do something for humanity, what we would expect in return, right? Let alone every day. Isn't that totally unbelievable? $63 million a day goes to NASA. That's quite a bit. I know. Yeah. It's outrageous. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, the tin can, the ISS, has supposedly been up there for 20 years. I would expect there to be one discovery that people would be able to name, since we've spent so much damn money on that, that it has done. It can't even provide us with a 24-hour feed of the Earth. We have a craft that's supposedly in orbit at all times for the last 20 years. They can't strap a camera on that stays on for 24 hours. And going back to what you said about going back to some of its origins, right? Um, I always like to tell two different you know, quotes that got me going on this you know, line of research a while back. But George Ellis, who people know, oh, Dave went to space. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Imagine if I had $63 million, right? I did this with $0. Yes. Um, George Ellis, who's a mainstream physicist, uh, recently made the quote of saying that he could construct a spherically symmetrical universe with the Earth at its center, and it couldn't be disproved with observations. And he said um, a lot of what cosmology does is it brings worldviews or philosophical criteria into picking their models. And he says, uh, I just want to bring that out in the open because a lot of cosmology tries to hide that. When I heard that quote... Oh, wow. That one's done. Stuff I know, stuff you guys know. Okay, that's enough of David Weiss on the SGT report. Very interesting stuff. Hope you've enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. He's interesting. He's very interesting. And um, I just like getting outside the box sometimes. Well, you do have to look at it from a different perspective, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, our buddy Mike Adams, the health ranger, um, is going to talk about toxic sewage sludge. And this is mm-hmm. something... That I didn't really realize. <laughs> what was that? Is that DC? Say that again. I said, is that DC? I was teasing. Oh, okay. He, uh, this is scary stuff. I'm telling you. We're in this cycle of, um, like, when we flush our toilets, what goes out into the sewage is being used for fertilizer. So these companies are selling this fertilizer that comes straight out of the sewage. So you're getting, you know, drugs people take. You're getting everything that's uh, literally in the fertilizer. So it's like this big toxic cycle that we're in. And I didn't, um, I didn't really know about this until I started getting into this. So it's astonishing. And this again is Mike Adams. Across America, everywhere that a toilet flushes, everywhere that sewage lines converge in a city, 
they have a biosolids problem and they have to get rid of it. Raw sewage, finding a way to make it a little more useful for local farms by creating fertilizer. But the question is, is this change safe and sanitary? When Tom Estabrook is gardening, he's not thinking about what's in the soil. I don't worry about that whatsoever. Remember, everything you flush down the toilet goes into these biosolids. If you wouldn't put it in your own garden, don't flush it down the toilet. Many of you may or may not know, but EPA regulates uh, under our environmental statutes like the Clean Water Act, like the Clean Air Act. But there's no Clean Soil Act, which means government has said we can mass pollute the soil and call it legal and call it green and call it recycling. So we now have government legalized pollution and it's been legalized by the EPA which I would say, in my opinion, is a highly corrupt organization that needs to be radically reformed to actually protect the environment. Like Scary stuff, isn't it? Well, I mean, they have water treatment plants everywhere, so it's not unheard of in a sense. Hopefully, a lot more of this is getting filtered out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but after listening to these uh, videos, I really took a different perspective on, you know, when you look at our whole society with what's going on with the, you know, with the alleged vaccines and the other pharmaceuticals and then, you know, chemtrails and everything. It's just astonishing. Everything is designed to, to make us weaker, to kill us off, to uh, keep our brains from advancing. Uh, they, what do you think? I mean, does this sound like what we're facing, or is this sci-fi? No, no, it sounds like that's exactly what this operation is about. No doubt about it. Sure. But, you know, if they were to change everything around, <clears throat> excuse me, to accommodate a higher vision, we wouldn't be dealing with it right now. Well, maybe that's part of what we're going through, is uh, hopefully a reawakening. Well, I don't have time for this, though, in the illusion of space-time, do you? <laughs> This Wait, is getting old. Waiting, waiting for everyone else to wake up? Is I'm not waiting. No, I'm finding <laughs> the nearest exit. <laughs> okay, you got. You need to get the right uh, aircraft, I guess. or That's right. Spaceship or whatever. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. here we go. They used to do back in the 1970s. The EPA and we as a country have inadvertently created really a devastating vector for bioterrorism of ourselves. Bio sludge always contains one chemical we found. There's one chemical that's a marker for it. It's Benadryl. Isn't Benadryl a, a decongestant? Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of Benadryl. stuff he knows is out there, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize ben people took that much of it. Wow. I, oh my God, Benadryl in our fertilizer. That can't mm. be. The over-the-counter drug. It's not just about toxicant exposure. It's actually about the very root of our species definition being completely undermined. Anyone can walk up to a sewage treatment plant, access a sewer line, and put uh, tons of material in it that would never be detected. At a time when we've got the World Health Organization and the CDC very concerned about the rise of antibiotic-resistant superbugs, 
Uh, here we are, city by city, spreading infectious material, viral material, antibiotics in the, in the biosludge. Antibiotics and biosludge, pharmaceuticals, hormone disruptors. Oh, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Scare me to death. You know, it's funny. When I go back over this stuff again is when it really hits me. Uh, okay, this next one, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, and this is because everyone knows, pretty much everyone knows mercury is very mm-hmm. toxic. But it's it's been put in the a lot of the vaccines. And allegedly it was all taken out. But according to Mike Adams, who tests for this sort of thing, he says, no, it's still in there. So here we go. Your, your biological function. So I, I think this will be a very, very informative demonstration for someone to do. I mean, someone j- just stand up and have the courage to, to put your money where your mouth is, or more accurately, put your mercury where your mouth is, and, and show us if you think mercury is safe to inject into children, just swallow a lot. Yeah, swallow some mercury. How is that for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go see this, anybody that's listening, it's brighteon.tv. And then he has two streams. One stream is like a radio show like this one. The other stream are these documentaries that Mike Adams has put together. And uh, so you can watch either or. But uh, again, the danger of mercury is pretty well documented. Mercury is a very interesting substance. Uh, it's extremely, I've heard it's very heavy uh, in terms of, um, and I've heard it being used in spacecraft before. I don't know if you've ever heard any of that, Solaris, have you? I have, yeah. There is yeah. that, um, you know, Russ Tanner talks about mercury toxicity too. He's been a guest on my show before. So, yeah, it's not very not very good from what he's Russ he's Tanner. He sounds Russ Tanner, yeah. Have you been? I don't know if you've ever interviewed him. He's a great guest, but yeah, he's he's very good with the geoengineering chemtrails and exposes a lot of that. Former military or no, no. He's just a lot of pilots in the family, but uh, scientists. Yeah, very, well, he does homeopathic medicine. He has a background in a lot of different things, plus software engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we would have something in common. Yeah, you should reach out to him. Actually, I can get you his contact information. Yeah, that that's great. Be- that would be good. I'd have to check him out sometime. Mm-hmm. That mercury on camera, do it like a live stream, like a Facebook live stream. And let's just see what happens because we're all interested in cause and effect. We're all interested in real science. We all want to protect children. And if, if you literally think that mercury is good for children, then use it on yourself first and show the world that you're okay. Can you imagine that they actually had the audacity to put mercury in vaccines to begin with. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, they're so Concoction, evil. yeah. And, and to give it to children is beyond mm-hmm. me. Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to watch that if anybody ever steps up to the plate to try to carry that out. Now, I'm not going to offer a financial reward for that because I don't want to incentivize anyone to do this. They should have their own incentive. If they believe in mercury and they think it's great for children, they should, they should demonstrate that. Otherwise, they should really stop promoting mercury. 
And at the same time, I'm going to keep taking the things that I promote, which are healthy healing foods and organic foods and superfoods and certain nutrients. One of the things that Mike Adams talk, talks about is uh, foods that are high in glutathione, mm-hmm. which I, I guess is the glutathione is um, the chemical, uh, for lack of a better word, that uh, keeps your body from producing free wet radicals and it helps you um, extend your life. It keeps your helps keep your cells alive. So uh, I've got avocado now, which is supposedly high in glutathione. So oh, is I love asparagus. avocado. Isn't it's it? Good. Isn't it good? I used to not be able to um, digest it very well, but now that I'm eating mostly all vegetarian, I seem to be able to digest it without any problem. Oh, that's good. And I make uh, peanut butter, uh, avocado, honey, like sandwiches which really i've never tried that before it's good it sounds all right we have to try that other people might think it's strange but uh definitely try it just to see if it's any good nutrients and chemicals that are anti-cancer in their effects for example various carotenoids you know astaxanthin is a great example of that microalgae derived phytochemicals that are very protective of uh, human health and human neurology i actually think by the way this is just a theory i I can't prove this yet i think that astaxanthin could protect children from the neurotoxicity of mercury from vaccines and so we will never see a study on this because the 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 national academy of sciences won't fund it and the cdc won't fund it but i think that there's a way to actually give children astaxanthin before they're injected with vaccines and to greatly reduce the risk of autism and reduce the risk of neurological uh, side effects or neurological crashes that happen, the seizures and, and the fevers that typically take place following many different types of vaccines, including HPV vaccines. That would be a very interesting research project to fund in the interests of, of children and human safety and scientific knowledge. But that will never be funded. I was real impressed with Mike Adams in his documentaries. I think he's done a pretty good job here. What do you think? Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing, but it sounds pretty decent. Well, it kind of live streams almost mm-hmm. continually on his channel. So I just grab a little snapshot here and there, but I guess we all know mercury is toxic. Um, so avoid that if you can. And now some pe- may, people may not know, and this is Tylenol, how dangerous Tylenol is. Tylenol can cause liver cancer, and uh, it can actually destroy your liver very quickly if you're taking Tylenol with uh, alcohol. So be very careful. I I would not recommend any Tylenol at all. So let's hear from the expert. It's... Through laundry detergents, people are poisoning themselves every single day, and they don't know why they have cancer. They don't know why they have neurological disorders. They don't know why they have allergies and asthma. Yeah, another one, laundry detergents, very bad. Don't Mm -hmm. do (laughs) to avoid it yet, but uh, did you already know that? I didn't really know that. Well, I can tell that some detergents bother me. I'm very sensitive to, to that sort of thing. Do, do they make your skin itch, or is it the smell? Or I just don't like the smell. I try to get everything I can that's semi-organic, but yeah, I just don't like, I don't like that chemical smell or whatever the fake 
scent they use. Yeah, I don't like that I, at all. Mike Adams hates the smell as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me as much. But sometimes I think my skin is, is getting sensitive to some of these it's things. possible. They might have yeah. changed the ingredients, too. Uh, and, they, and I think they do stuff mm-hmm. like that a bit. Anyway. It's because they're buying poison and soaking their clothes in the poison and wearing those clothes every single day, and they don't even know it because they've been poisoned. I mean, it's just insane. So don't do that. Lastly, if you want to defend your liver against toxins and support your liver function to detoxify your body, you need to get licorice root herb. Now, I don't happen to sell this herb, so I don't know which source is the best. You'll have to do your research. But licorice root contains a molecule called glycerizin. And this glycerizin molecule is so potent at preventing liver damage, it can even protect you from acetaminophen, which is the Tylenol over-the-counter painkillers, or alcohol damage. And it reduces liver damage by as much as 97, 98%. So if you are drinking any alcohol, take licorice root beforehand. If you're taking Tylenol, take licorice root beforehand. Did you know that over 10,000 people a year have permanent liver damage from taking Tylenol? Now that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you'd think they'd be sued left and right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what he's recommending, though. I was thinking of wormwood for some reason, but that's different animal. Licorice root. I haven't, I've never, I don't know anything about it. Oh, that. it's good. Yeah, oh, it's, no, it's good stuff. Really? Okay. Well, you can take it like that or you can put it in something else, but, yeah. Help your uh, liver, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It is the number one cause of liver damage in America today. And if you combine alcohol with Tylenol, you can kill your liver in one night. You can kill your liver in one night. That's incredible. That's wild. Transplant. But if you have glycerizant or licorice root, you can help protect your liver. So I strongly encourage you to do that. Your liver will function more efficiently. You'll be able to remove toxins more quickly, and you'll be able to protect. I'd like to know how many people use Tylenol. I bet millions do. I don't use it. I never liked it. I don't use it either, but I bet a lot of people do. Like your brain, of course, because the toxins that are circulating in your blood are poisoning your brain. Remember, if you want to protect your brain, you have to have clean blood. Clean blood means a, a clean, clear-headed mind. It's, it's really that simple. And if you contaminate your blood, you're going to contaminate your brain, and that makes you susceptible to all of the globalist programming and indoctrination and, and propaganda attempts that are being pushed by the fake news media. So your brain is the single most important tool that you have in this lifetime to navigate this world, to uh, achieve success, to engage with the natural divine innovation and creativity that you were born with, that you were meant to express in your lifetime. But you can't tap into that potential if you keep poisoning your brain every single day with all these medicines and fragrance products and, and you know vaccines and heavy metals and all these other things that we've talked about. So if you want to protect your brain, this is how you do it. I just gave you the answers. This is a lifetime of study. Mike Adams really has done some good work, some very, very good work. Uh, mm-hmm. Next clip uh, talks about zinc, which we know helps with the, with the whole COVID thing. Take zinc and vitamin D3. And um, he talks about CBD oil a bit. So here we go. 
terms of organic chemistry. So zinc, if you're deficient in zinc, you're more likely to absorb aluminum that you consume or aluminum that gets injected into you in a flu shot. But if you're high in zinc, or, or I should say if you have adequate zinc, then it displaces or pushes off mercury absorption. Higher zinc in your body also inhibits the ability of viruses to cling to your nasal passages or even be inhaled into your body. You're less likely to contract influenza or other airborne viral diseases if you have good zinc. And the duration of influenza and other infections, uh, the duration of recovery is reduced to one-third among people who have high zinc levels versus those who are low in zinc. So if you're low in zinc, you're going to have a three times longer recovery from a cold or a flu. This has also been borne out by good scientific evidence. So zinc is very, very important. As with many trace minerals, it does have a level of toxicity that you can exceed. So make sure that you're taking zinc in the right range. But most people are deficient in zinc and can use more. But don't just eat zinc like a food. I mean, you can have too much of it as well. So be, be aware of that. I wonder if there's a test you can take to find out your levels, to find out what you're missing. I was I'm thinking sure about is. that today. You know, it'd be nice to know. Mm-hmm. I really don't like going to the, I guess, I don't even know if a doctor would do that. Well, they might be able to. Yeah. Your regular be, doctor. Yeah. Which I haven't been to a doctor in <laughs> well, 20, 30 years. I can't even think I'll of it. Forget it. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> oh, really? I was teasing. Not good. I wouldn't. Though, but you're doing fine without a doctor. If you go, it might jinx it. So. <laughs> I know. I mean, I go to the dentist, but. Uh, yeah. Even then, I try not to go too much because they always want to zap you with an X-ray. Every time I go in there, I have to mm-hmm. fight with the lady. I don't want to get another X-ray. I just had one. She like wants to shoot me with X-rays every time I'm in there. I don't mm-hmm. know. If she has some kind of horn sticking out of her skull or something. No, I'm kidding. She's actually pretty good and what she does, but I don't mm-hmm. like being sapped like that. Anyway, here we go. I've already mentioned this in a previous segment, I'll just cover it quickly. Avoid copper in multivitamins. Don't take copper supplements and don't take copper in multivitamins because most people are getting too much copper and it's poisoning their brains. Next item, in order to avoid carbamate pesticides that are the binary weapon with DEET, make sure that you are buying and consuming organic products Make sure you also understand that most pesticides, including carbamate class pesticides, but also organophosphates and others, are modeled after nerve gas agents, the chemical weapons of World War I. Oh, my God. So pesticides are modeled after chemical warfare weapons? My goodness. It's true. VX nerve gas is very similar from a molecular point of view to something like glyphosate. Uh, these pesticides and herbicides, remember, they exist solely to kill things. If it's not a killer, then it doesn't qualify as a pesticide. It has to kill a living organism in order to be effective as a pesticide, right, by default? So its function is to kill things. The problem is these chemicals are not discriminatory. They don't just limit their killing action to insects. Now, you see this guy spraying the water? Mm-hmm. Well, you should see what happens next. I mean, it's really horrible. But it's, you know, probably... A few days later. Mm-hmm. And bugs. They also interfere with neurology in mammals and humans and amphibians and other species. All these other, other species. Wow. So if you're eating pesticides or herbicides, you are poisoning yourself. If you're not eating organic, you're, you are damaging your brain, your heart, your kidneys, and your liver. So always buy organic. 
again, not just not just because of the higher nutritional density or the environmental benefits of of you know not having your crops raised on pesticides, but also because it's protecting your brain from these biochemical weapons, which are pesticides and herbicides. Um, I want to talk about CBD for a second here. Um, I've got some studies here. Check this out. Cannabis oil with CBD saves child from epilepsy while hospital doctors remain totally clueless. So another story. Study finds CBD greatly slashes seizures in severe epilepsy cases. CBD, of course, means cannabidiol. It's one of the many cannabinoids found in hemp extracts. Famous MMA fighter Boss Rutan reveals how CBD oil helps professional fighters stay off of addictive opioid drugs. Here's another article. Cannabidiol, CBD, found to cut seizures in... I don't know if you've ever heard of Boss Rutan, but he's very interesting. Heavyweight guy. Uh, mm -hmm. excellent, excellent fighter. He has a great sense of humor. He's real good at um, commentating. Uh, next clip is Mike Adams and Mike Lindell. Um, Mike Lindell recently, I think it was on the 23rd of this month, was supposed to bring this whole thing about the presidential election and all the fraud that took place. He was going to bring that before the Supreme Court. And uh, he was meeting with attorney generals from various different states. So, But I think some of that got delayed. So let me... Uh, We'll see what happens with all of that. My dog is going crazy. Just ignore that. I don't know what his problem is. I can't with. hear him. Good. Because they're probably going to come running downstairs here. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know what set them off. The lie, lies, and then the foxes of the world that don't talk. You know, shame on you, Fox. I've said it again and again and again. What's worse, when you've got Fox News over here not talking, and people are watching them still thinking, you know, gee, everything's fine, or, or people that are bad-mouthed. I've used the left-wing media because they attack me, and I'm able to get the word out, like this important thing coming up, which is November 23rd. The Supreme Court is going to be have papers filed with them by the Attorney Generals of the United States. And uh, How many AGs are you, are you expecting to sign on to that by that time? I, I I'm not going to give an answer. I've, I've told them all it's anonymous right now, right. and um, I, I expect that I would like to get put. I would like to get 50 of them, but I'd like I'll sell, I would like 20. Um, obviously, the the Democrat ones, you know, they still uh, who knows if they're involved or not. You know, with this with the What's the best way the public can support the, your efforts here? What is to contact their state yeah, AGs you know, or yeah, right now? Yeah, if you got if you know a state AG and you email them and say, I, uh, you better be signed this because it's our, this is it for our country. Right. We need this. I've worked we, people, everybody has worked so hard to get to where we're at now that the lights almost went out last January when they said after January, everybody quit talking about the election. Everybody and everybody you know, our great President Donald Trump's Twitter goes down. Remember, I got evidence on January 9th. That's when I got my evidence. And from that point on, I was attacked every single day by the media. Yes. But I used them against them. They say, Mike, you lost four more retail Said, said, did you hear about China and the cyber attack and Dominion, Dominion, are, you know, telling about all these machines? And, and that led up to the cyber symposium, everybody. And uh, with that symposium, we had 50 states represented there. Yeah. And all 50 of them went back, and we went back to their states, and they 
told the, their legislatures and everything. So they were reaching out to me. I was able to get meetings with and get, get voter rolls, by the way. We paid for a lot of uh, registered voters, the people that actually voted in that state, and then the, uh, the voter rolls a month later. And bring actual hardcore, non-subjective, real people evidence. You got the data. Yeah. And, you, and your team analyzed the data. Yeah, yeah. And it showed that the election was rigged in all area states, after area all after area. State. You can take any state, take any state, take any county, and pick an age. And uh, let's say it's uh, my state, Carver County, Minnesota, age 34. The same percentage of 34-year-olds voted in every county in Minnesota. Never happened to any other. Right, right. Okay, let me, let me ask you, Mike. Now, in the time since you have been fighting so rigorously for America, the American people have been suffering more and more each day under the Biden regime. Right. With price inflation, food inflation, energy supplies getting cut, supply chain collapsing. Are you finding now that America is... Any comments on Biden? Uh, none positive. <laughs> what about what he did with Afghanistan? That was, that oh, was He's a, an embarrassment. He shouldn't be there. He is an embarrassment. Very, very dark. What's that? He is an embarrassment. I mean, oh, he is. Yeah, it's just like wish him away. You know what's interesting too is to to me, it's it's it's. Oh, is that the sound? We'll be back. Yep, first. Break. Take a break. Radio, freedomslips.com, number one listener supporter radio, the printing press for freedom at a time when freedom is needed the most. Transcending time and space, let us take you to the place in 
inside your mind where thoughts divide and mysteries unwind. Join us every Monday evening right here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And you will catch the Fenton Perspective with our great host, Lorian Fenton. Come listen in as she shares her amazing stories from the past to present, along with all of her guest secrets to the future. That's the Fenton Perspective every Monday evening right here from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Revolution Radio. Oh, and uh, you don't need to expect us. We're already here. I will defend myself against their tyranny. Number three is my radio broadcast. I'm squarely in front of the public all the time, and they all know what's going on. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. Hello, my name is John Wayne. And I do a broadcast here at freedomslips.com, revolution.radio, called The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1. Freedom and fear are at war. And folks, I assure you, we are in Defense Condition 1. As we journey perilously through this paradigm that we currently reside in, and I ask that you join me every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time for the Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1. We shall never surrender. I want to thank everybody for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the one place where information never sleeps. Revolution, Revolution Radio! Thanks for listening while we take that short break here at Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com. And now we're going to get back to your host. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of you back to Ohio Exopolitics. I'm your host. It's 5.02 p.m. on the 27th of November, 2021. I've got Solaris Blue Raven, who has... Uh, been helping me out this first hour, and I think she's on a rather extended um, radio time today. She was on another program for two hours, I believe, with Dave Scorpio and, and Giuseppe. She's in high in high demand, definitely. And I love these little promos for each show. They've really done a good job on on these mm-hmm. promos. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. I'm very impressed. Very professional sounding. I enjoy the music. Next clip is uh, Mike Lindell. He's going to talk, and this is from his website, frankspeech.com. If you want to check it out, uh, he has some good interviews on there. Um, And he's going to talk about 
contacting your attorney general, it makes it real easy, which I did. So that was my first, you know, every, any, I haven't done anything like that quite before. So anyone, he'll explain it in a little more depth. About this day, well, this is the day that the Supreme Court complaint of the election crimes of 2020 were to be filed. Well, lawyers have worked hard on this complaint for months to make it the best it can be, which, by the way, is posted right here. We have the whole complaint. We have a copy of it. It's awesome. And, uh, and also, for months now, I've been going around meeting with the states, especially the attorneys general. They're the ones that need to make the decision to sign this complaint or not. Now, things have come up. We had three weeks ago, these, uh, they came out, the mandatory vaccine. They've been fighting that. A lot of these attorneys general have. Uh, just last Friday, I'll give an example, they came up with it. Children were going to have to take shots. They were out there. They had to have a briefing in today on the 23rd. You know, we're under, under attack, right? It's just. Oh, yeah. Certain. No doubt about it. We're in a war, literally <laughs> fighting for our lives. So I got calls by many attorneys general saying, hey, can we, you know, can we need more time? We need this. We need that. But there's a lot of them out there where I believe people got to them or they're just plain um, they're not with us. They're not with the people. And so this is what I encourage each and every one of you to do. Could you please? There's a form right here. You go down. You can email this, the Supreme Court complaint, right to the AG, the attorney general. So what this form does is it generates on your screen. Then, you know, you just pick what state you're from, and then it'll fill in the attorney general for your state, the exact message and everything. So all you have to do is copy and paste in your email. <laughs> makes it real simple, which is very helpful. General, in your state... It's all set up for you. Go here, send it in to them. Send in your message that you want your you want them to be on board. We have all 50 states on here. So it doesn't matter. This isn't about a Democrat or a Republican. This is about saving our country, everybody. Please help out. Send an email to your attorney general now. And uh, make sure you tell everyone you know to watch the 96-hour Thanksathon right here on FrankSpeech.com. We're going to have, we're going to unpack this whole case, this whole Supreme Court complaint, with lawyers, lawyers that wrote, both wrote it, helped write it, and one's opinion over here that that haven't seen it yet or that that went through it for the first time and give their opinion on it. It is awesome. It is going to be an epic four days. of it, it, It's historical. We are also going to go back in time to uh, what, you know, what happened to our country? How did we get here? Where are we at? And where are we going? We have a pathway forward that's so awesome, everybody. That'll be airing on Sunday. Um, and then on Thanksgiving Day, we are going to take apart the complaint piece by piece. And we're also... No, I haven't seen any of that yet which they probably repeat things a lot. So if you go out to Frank's speech, you can you can watch some of this stuff. I'm really glad I found, you know, I've, I've found a lot of stuff recently. You know, the Mike Lindell uh, URL, the um, the stuff with Mike Adams and, and his Brighteon.tv. There's a lot of good stuff that's coming out where people can go to hear things. So...
going to take you back before the 2020 election. We're going to go through all the propaganda and we're going to silo it out and discredit it and go through a timeline. So thank you all for helping out. Let's help get our country back. God bless you all. What are your thoughts on um, some of the, you know, like YouTube and and Facebook and and they were doing so much um, censoring for, you know, for the longest time. Now they seem to be letting a little bit more come out. Um, oh, really? You... I haven't noticed that. I figured they were just censoring as usual. No, I think a that... lot of people have left the platforms, though. A lot of people have just moved on to, to other exactly. things. So Yeah, a lot yeah. of people have moved on, which I think is probably the best thing. Mm-hmm. Just move on. Well, you can't put out anything truth-based. Basically, they're going to censor or take your videos down. So as might well go someplace else where you're welcome, right? I know. It's crazy. But they've there's something going on there. I'm not really sure what, but yeah, I would encourage people just to move on to BitChute or Brideon or Frank Speech or I've never gone to Rumble much. Have you done Rumble? I haven't. I, I was gonna get on those things, but I just don't have time to be on all these social media platforms. I'm just right. kind of burned out myself. I think Trump is even going to um, come out with his own maybe he already has. With his own mm-hmm. social media, but anyway, BitChute has seemed to click with me, and and that's where I've been posting these videos, and um, it's really interesting. I've learned so much, and I go through these stages where I just, you know, I just absorb this stuff. It's hard to believe. I, and another thing is, I feel like I'm going through a time warp, like my my sense of time, you know, instead of an hour feeling like an hour is a lot of times it feels more like 10 or 15 minutes. Well, that's better. Have you experienced any of that? I'm always in that timeless space. Most of the time I'm usually in accelerated, in my opinion, that's just the way I feel, but accelerated. Well, I feel like I'm more accelerated, you know, in that different realm. So good. Better than having everything slow motion. Right. Yeah. 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 Usually something is wrong. When everything feels well, if there's that much inertia. With everything here is inertia. If you're not navigating elsewhere outside that whole area, it's it's an energy suck. That's what my I like to call it because that's what it is. It's just unbelievable, man. It pulls you down. Elaborate on that. What you mean? Well, it's just, it's just dragging you down. Energetically speaking, it's it's not compatible with our frequency. So you mean like uh, Facebook and things like that? All of these things, the social media platforms, uh, what's going on on the timeline, everything. It's just it's just not compatible. And it definitely makes you feel less productive, in my opinion, if you're not switching gears, changing yeah. your vibration or doing something else with your state of consciousness. Right. Yeah, for, for some reason, this little time off has gone so fast. I can't even, I can't even mm-hmm. imagine it. You know, and it's even like 4 o'clock comes around, it's time for the show. I'm just sitting here thinking, how can it be 4 o'clock already? But anyway, the next guy that I'm going to play a clip of Juan O. Savin, which I think I might have introduced you to him last week, or did you already know about Juan? No, I think you introduced that uh, person to me last week, yeah. Right, right. And he's going to say some controversial things about Trump still being the commander in chief. So, see what he, you know, I'm not saying it's true or not, but just. See what you think. I, th- I find it pretty interesting. The problems, the uh, irregularities in the vote count. Eight 
different categories, each one individually had enough uh, fraud or problems to flip the vote in Arizona to President Trump. Um, not just one, eight. Each one able to flip the entire vote for the state over to President Trump. Multiple states have the same thing. So the pressure's on uh, in this next uh, legislative session to withdraw the certification for the vote count. Now, if you have multiple states that do that, um, it may not take Biden out of power, uh, out of his office, because the uh, uh, federal uh, uh, representatives wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily go along with that. But what it becomes, though, is a vote of confidence that now the confidence of the American people in what happened on the vote has declined sufficiently enough to have uh, removed Biden from power uh, or not put him in power in the first place. And, and remember, the presidency isn't just one person. It's a whole crew. Uh, all the people around the president that come into office simultaneously. So uh, a vote of no confidence in a sense. Now, is that enough to change things? Um, uh, in an environment where we're then looking for um, some kind of uh, federal intervention, uh, military intervention. Yes, that is sufficient to provide that. And uh, as you know, Jerry, we've talked about this with your audience numerous times before. Um, uh, the reality is in the background. Uh, our contention is that uh, uh, Trump uh, is still operating as commander in chief. At some point, uh, that would provide the context for uh, an action uh, that results in some kind of a pullback of power uh, away from these people in the Biden administration and uh, uh, pending some relook at the vote and uh, uh, in the interim, instead of having just a president, uh, we would have a commander-in-chief role filled until we could get the election sorted back out. President Trump hasn't let go of 2020 for a reason. He never conceded the election, and uh, uh, we're in the middle of the fight back. But the fight back is for public perception, public... You know, I, I fear civil war in a sense. However, sometimes I think states separating from the union might be the only way that we can maintain our freedom. What do you think, Solaris? I think we're heading for some kind of a, a war, revolutionary war or something. Something's got to give here. I'm not sure if I buy this guy's information, though. That's just uh, <laughs> my own impression of him. I I, I'm not sure if that's a real legitimate uh, video either with him pretending to be driving. You ever show his face and, oh, you know. Okay, okay. This is really interesting. A good question. He, uh, when he does his interviews, a lot of times he'll just be filming his uh, feet, you know, and his cowboy boots. Or he'll be driving in his car. Uh, and I've been listening to this guy for the past year, year and a half. And recently, he has revealed himself in some videos where you can see his face and stuff. 
but who knows? I mean, he's very controversial. I figured you would probably not buy into the whole Trump still commander I'm not buying that at all. You know, I find that at this point, we just have to keep moving along and, and just not get too entangled in their all, all their information here because it's just, an, once again, it's pulling on the field. It's pulling on your energy. Use your own discernment. That's just my two cents. But Do you think he's one of the Q people? I, you know, that whole group is just a turn off to me, and, and it's possible that he could be one of those distractions. So, you know, the idea behind him saying that, that there's, you know, Trump's still in charge, I'm not, I'm not real convinced of that in any formula. Not at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a, there's a, there is a group of people that think Trump is still in the background, uh, in some way, influencing what is going on. They believe that he um, still has the nuclear codes. I hope. Well, that's not them. true. They give it to the Pope before they get him, which you know. Well, what I'm saying is, it, well, what they're saying is that Trump never gave up the nuclear codes to yeah. buy. So you're you're thinking Biden has the nuclear code? Well, not him, but I'm sure somebody else does. I don't know between all of them. I don't I don't know who's competent enough to even have something like that. You know, comes <laughs> down to it. Look at their chain. I heard, I heard <laughs> like, that uh, Nancy Pelosi asked Trump for the nuclear codes. Yes, the last thing we need is well, maybe she could have let it slip and we could have just gotten this over with with a nuclear exchange. Maybe that would have been the best solution instead of this drawn out psyop. I don't know. Oh, you know, well, I. Uh, you know. I really do wonder about somehow the civil war. I don't want a civil war by any means, but sometimes I think the the states separating out might be the only way to maintain our freedom. Well, if they keep pushing in D.C., that's what's going to happen to some degree. I think you're going to see that more and more. Right. Yeah. Crazy world, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely crazy. So that was one. Not your favorite, Slaris, but... Uh, Next one is General Flynn, and in a group discussion here with Alex Jones and a couple other folks, uh, you might find this interesting. Uh, and I call it a controlled depression, but some type of financial, you know, you know, just this, just a manipulation or or a or or a financial collapse. And I don't want so, yeah, that's so that's a that's a that's a separate thing. So so we're going to have, I think, some type of controlled depression. I mean, we're already at six percent inflation. To, for us to go to ten percent, I don't think these people have any problems. We're going to get there. So that's number one. I think number two, we're, we're going to see an uptick in in um, in other aspects of the covid okay so there we're, you know we got the various variants there might even be another form of a sars that's imposed on the international system right and the international because because their their little plan with covid didn't work because too many people you know the the world of of the, what i call the digital warriors or the or the, uh, the the citizen journalists that are out there they are fighting for the truth and so the truth has been exposed about all the covid tyranny that we are facing so i think what we're going to see is potentially another type of virus that's that's imposed on the public and i i hope that that's not the case but i've seen some indications of that in some of the statements by some of these global elite type of people the third thing i do think that it's, you know, you mentioned sort of a cyber thing. I actually think it's it could be a very targeted type of of um, of a shutdown. Like last last summer, last August, I saw this past August, I saw where the government did a test of the emergency broadcast system. And I, we 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 may have 
shared some of that. You may have talked about that. It was in early August, and it ran for a couple of days, but they did one specific day. The government will say, oh, we do that all the time. It's routine. But this particular one was a little different. It was a little bit longer. It was done very, very specific. So, Solaris, do you think we're in a controlled depression? That sounds about right. Hmm. Uh, what about, do you think that Biden is destroying the economy on purpose? Well, it sure looks that way to me. It's not innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. What about the supply lines? They, they seem like they're getting interrupted and destroyed. It seems that way, although I have noticed more supplies lately, so I'm not certain what's going on with that. Excellent, excellent. See, that's good news. Very, mm-hmm. very good news. Sometimes some of these people in the uh, uh, in the media, on our side of the media, are so um, negative. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about them influencing things to to, you know, sometimes... I mean, I really like Mike Adams, but he has these situation reports he puts out, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're so negative. I'm like, boy, this doesn't even feel healthy it, to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. it gets like that sometimes. It gets very grim. That's why you have to kind of balance it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard? I think there is another, quote-unquote, variant out. Mm-hmm. COVID variant, yes. I don't know if you've heard about that yet or not. Oh, yeah, the new one that they just, well, the pretend side, side variant, whatever you want to call it. Is it yeah. is it in Japan or something like that? I don't know if it's in Japan or not. Is that what I, they said it was? I didn't uh, look at that part. I uh, can't remember. Let me check it. I, I can probably look it up, but I didn't realize. Omicron, yeah, that's the one. Um, but I'm not sure about Japan, but you're probably right. I haven't been doing any news research on that, so. You know, that's what certain. I find is we're in a situation where there's literally a flood of news every single day. Well, it's overkill. Yeah, it's ra- it's rapid fire, propaganda, psyop, fear. Um, this whole thing about the virus is out of control. The psy virus is just crazy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, the terminology they always create some kind of inventive design. Like um, was it Omicron? Omicron. <laughs> um, you know, it's just nonsense. Sorry, there's too much. There's too much. Somebody's really getting into this. Okay, that's all there is to it. The stage. Well. Think about somebody actually putting Biden into power. We didn't put him in power. Nobody put him into power. That's the problem. Well, he's not so, supposed to be there. Yeah, well, he's certainly not been elected in a fair mm-hmm. election. But they, you know, they manipulated the election. But somebody at, you know, the George Soros level or higher even, um, put this guy in here or got him in and he is completely incompetent. He's mentally, he's got dementia. I mean, it's almost like they did it to insult the American people in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, Slim Pickens too. Who else was I going to shove in there the last minute? Yeah. Uh, we got Kamala Harris. <laughs> We've got Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anyway, strange world we're living in. I'll continue mm-hmm. with our clip. Locations. And that got my attention because the emergency broadcast system in this country is where they could shut everything down, everything, and now the government is going to tell you what you need to know. And they, and they do that for 
uh, uh, you know, a, a nuclear strike, right? If we're going to have a nuclear strike, if we're under some sort some sort of military they threat, over the internet. yeah. Oh no, they can take the entire thing. I mean, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, works for the federal government, and the they FCC can send you all to one website. Everything. I mean, everything. You, right. You'll have nothing. That's why ham radio operators of old used to be the ones that could defeat any kind of communications shutdown. So, so I do think that we're we could potentially experience that. These are the worst case scenarios. So as a as a guy who has served at multiple levels of intelligence and has faced our enemies and has studied our enemies, one of the things that we always have to look at is and, and, and consider is what are the worst case scenarios that we could face. And those are just a couple. There's probably some others. But this, this point about this controlled depression, I'm really concerned about because we are moving in that direction right now. And it's a, as, as Patrick predicted, I, you know, I think in like 2008, maybe, I'm, I may have my wrong numbers wrong, but about a, an economic collapse of the system. Well, now they're in charge of, of a lot of things, media, the tech titans, the, the executive branch of government, the legislative branch of government, of the U.S. government, and they have the globalists that are, at, you know, that are basically they're working very closely with. Do you have any comments about General Flynn at all? Any um, opinions, et cetera? Oh, hang on. Are you stuck? Hang on. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. All right. Don't Can you worry. hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, I was just going to say that my computer froze up. <laughs> Can you, you hear need, me? Do you need to reboot? You sound fine from here. Okay, good. No, it was okay. It was just frozen. I couldn't unmute. I don't even know if you heard me, but anyways. Okay. We're good now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play... I think this guy is named Bill Burns. I don't know that much about him, but he's uh, kind of interesting. Here we go. A little back the other guys. It spanks them so badly for outrageous constitutional overreach. Well, the signal that that federal decision sends across all the DOD and everywhere else means we're, we that that battle they we've broken their momentum in that battle. Yeah. That's a yeah. big win. Yeah, and read that. I mean, and, and post that post that decision because the judge and, I don't, and I'm I actually you know it's, it's when I get some time here in the next 24 hours I'm going to go look at who that judge is because to me that's a judge that is actually using the Constitution the way it was designed to be used. When we think about uh, territory or sovereignty, right? We say states have sovereign sovereign rights. We have borders that have sovereign rights. Your body is a sovereign thing, right? So the tyranny, this health tyranny that is being imposed on us. So the one thing that I, it's a, you know, sort of a big thing, and our founders always talked about it, but the, the biggest enemy of liberty is tyranny. And so when we see what is happening in our government today, you, you can't describe it any other way than tyranny, whether it's education, health, the illegals that are, you know, that are crossing into this country, it's the rising rates of crime, it's, an, it's this allowance of tyranny to come into the fabric of America, and that is going to be, that will destroy the liberties that we cherish. And I, I am, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I, I always get accused of being a worst case guy. But Do you have any thoughts on the whole concept of the, this medical tyranny? Well, I think he's right. I mean, bottom line is that they have no business trying to enforce anything when it comes down to, first of all, a bioweapon, experimental bioweapon, plus we don't need it. And it's nothing but a control mechanism. So, so yeah, um, we know what their agenda is about. It's, it has nothing to do with health in any formula. It's about 
reducing the population. Right. It's kind of like, you know, like I said, it's just they just need to get out of everybody's life. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm-hmm. Have you followed the Kyle Rittenhouse court case at all? I didn't. I didn't watch it. Um, okay. Obviously, knew what the results were, so no, yeah. didn't watch it though. Yeah, I think it's really good that he was acquitted. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, doing the self-defense thing. Oh yeah, now, now self-defense is a crime, right? I don't oh, yeah. think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's they want to make it a crime. Exactly. No, yeah. the, the other thing that I'm not that familiar with is um, the guy in the the red suburban or whatever that ran over all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting what they call that. Yeah, I didn't focus on that one much either. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I but thought, it does seem like retaliation from that case. Yeah, it kind that's of, what it sounds like to me. Well, I yeah. think sometimes they do that, you know. Oh, whether, they do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is people listening will not be able to hear much. It's a priest who dies suddenly during a live stream after getting vaccinated. And I I think this is strange because this kind of thing is going on all over the place. There's something about this shot that when people get it, they... You know, most people, if they knew they were going to have a chance of dropping over dead, wouldn't go on and do public things like plays in a sports game or whatever. You see these, you know, you probably seen, I may have sent you a video of these soccer players just dropping over dead. Mm-hmm. And here's another example of someone dropping over dead and they don't, they evidently don't feel that bad. I would assume. Yeah, it's a kill shot. It's almost like a remotely controlled kill. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. You mm-hmm. would think people would they would be feeling terrible, they'd stay home. No. Yeah, they, they would have go, some kind of a yeah, a warning. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some kind of a warning, but no, mm-hmm. they just drop over dead. So let's yep. watch this. No tengas en cuenta nuestros pecados sino la fe de tu iglesia. Y conforme a tu palabra, concédenos la paz y la unidad. Y que vives y reinas por los siglos de los siglos. Amén. La paz del Señor esté siempre con todos ustedes. Y con su espíritu. Como hermanos, nos damos un signo de paz. Ok, so, his head starts to move down a little bit. He begins to lose consciousness. But up until that point, you had no... Warning, at least I didn't say anything. Um, so let's continue. Okay, now he's stumbling, he's trying to put his mask up, he's trying to walk off somewhere where he can get some help. He stumbles, the lady there tries to help him, literally grabs him, tries to this thing is repeating all over the world right now. Isn't it odd? I'm sorry, I was muted and I didn't realize it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's just insane. Yeah, people are dropping dead. Well, they're they're being executed. Yeah. That's not an accident. This is my point, you know. 
Hmm, so you think it could be something also remotely that's triggering this? I, I think it's direct energy weapon, direct directed energy weapon related. Yes, absolutely, I do. Do you yeah. think it's related to the shot at all? Not really. I, I think it's well. The shot's not going to be healthy. There's no doubt about it. But I mm. find that the weapon system is really what we're looking at. So people are getting targeted by literal energy weapons. In my opinion, they are. Interesting. You, know, you look at this um, too. I wouldn't discount. You know, the blood coagulation and everything else that's going on. That's going to be just making things worse with a directed energy weapon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's this whole graphene oxide thing. You know, the, this substance, it's supposed to be the strongest substance known to man, and you can't melt it, you can't, it's... it's well, that makes everybody immortal, huh? But it really doesn't, not with their technology. No, no. That's my so, point. Let's play this. This is from the Stu Peters show. Sometimes it takes a second for these to really get going may contain graphene oxide as an explanation for mysterious side effects that have been seen. A Spanish lab called La Quinta Columna claimed earlier this year to have found graphene oxide within a vaccine batch, as reported by Dr. Jane Ruby here on The Stu Peter Show. Now, though, we have internal emails that show how Pfizer discussed responding to questions about graphene oxide. And in those emails, Pfizer's reps admitted that there very well could be graphene oxide in these shots. They had no way of ensuring it wasn't tainting their ingredient supplies, and they did nothing to prevent it getting into the shots. They just said it wasn't on the ingredient list, and that was good enough for them. But then Stephen Hayes, a medical communications scientist with Pfizer, said that Pfizer should try and cover it all up. They should try to hide the truth. They should lie. Quote, if we have the ability to specifically omit it, we should. Melissa McAtee is a Pfizer whistleblower, and she joins us now. So I'm reading through this. This is a blatant cover-up. This is a scientist telling Pfizer's PR arm, lie to the public, do not disclose what's in these shots. Yeah, and they've kind of been lying from the beginning, because as soon as I saw your uh, Dr. Jane Ruby episode earlier this year is when I kind of started to dig and ask questions. And I emailed them directly and asked them, is graphene oxide in these vaccines? The day I watched your story with her, and they responded back the same day and said, no, there is no graphene oxide as an ingredient in the vaccine. And I left it alone and left it at that. And then I stumbled across these emails and the graphene oxide report from Spain in English, which isn't available to the public for some reason. Why hasn't Pfizer come out and done a press conference from the beginning of this thing, they have publicly said absolutely nothing. And there are millions of people questioning what is in these shots. Yeah, they could clear all these uh, theories up. They could just come forward with honesty and transparency. And us conspiracy theorists would have no, not, we wouldn't have anything to hold against them. But when they're being deceptive, blatantly in hiding things and choosing to hide things from us. And then they wonder why we won't take the shot and we're willing to lose our jobs over it and our livelihoods. You I, if they could Pfizer, resolve were, it all just by coming out and they don't. You were in the manufacturing department. I mean, you literally put your hands on this stuff. How secretive was the environment, upper admin and the big scientists there? I mean, 
Did they want you to know what was in these vials? No, no, they didn't. Um, usually as quality, we have access to um, like lists and descriptions of the product and that wasn't available for a really long time. And when it did become available, the description doesn't match the actual product. So this graphene oxide is the poison. That's my understanding. It's mm -hmm. like we're, it's like we're living in a sci-fi movie. It's, well, it's not even sci-fi. It's more like a horror movie. Yeah, more closer to horror. I think you're right there. And I can't believe it. I have to pinch myself all the time to see that it's happening. And I think the stress is real. And people are feeling pressure because of this. Sometimes I think it's subconscious. Sometimes it's um, unconscious. And um, this next clip is an example of down there. a very interesting yeah. show called The Event, which I highly recommend. It's called The Wisdom Circle. It's Jim Fetzer's show. But... Um, he got rather upset at this particular guest. I stepped out in front of a bus, and I didn't see it. The only thing that saved my bacon was I heard it and just kind of re Russell. reacted. At the Russell, there was a band playing, for Christ's sake. You, 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 I can't believe this. Do you think there's more tension right now in the, in the community of, of people that are, you know, covering these kind of topics? Oh, yeah. It's crazy as all hell. Is it? Everybody's angry. Everybody's agitated. Everybody's snapping. Not everybody, but quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see Gee. it. <laughs> this yeah. is my first. Uh, no patience, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But it's a very toxic environment. And I still think there's a lot going on with uh, transmissions and frequencies that are affecting people on an emotional and mental level. So, Do you think that some of these energy weapons or maybe 5G could make a person angry? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just all the toxic situation. It's too much toxicity. I mean, you have to channel that energy. You've got to move the energy out. You've got to, you got to do something to blow that stuff out. Sometimes you don't even realize it's there. Well, I can tell when stuff's around atmospheric-wise, and I just move it out, but some people may not. Yeah, I think some people sometimes cannot really, they're, they don't, they're having a hard time monitoring their self. I get that way sometimes. Certain things engross me so much that I kind of lose myself in them. So I wonder, anyway, I'll play just a few more minutes of this, maybe not even that much. But I think it was very interesting. I was really kind of surprised. You, you slow down a video. I saw the real time. He was going at least 40 miles an hour plow. And that was the guy that was running over these people. Oh, okay. So they're disputing that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the one guy, the guest, is saying, I don't know. This kind of looks like a psyop. And Dr. Fetzer is saying, oh, no, this really, really happened. People were really killed. So maybe that's one reason why he's so incensed. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a chance. I, I don't know what's going on here, Russell, but I'm really disturbed by you giving this nonsense. <laughs> that's not normal for Dr. Fetzer to be so... Uh, well, he's a little bit more than usual, but he's pretty fiery. He can he's yeah, pretty he is fiery. Fiery. He does sometimes. Yeah. So I've, I've never seen him quite this fiery. But yep. uh, very interesting. I'll move on. Um, more interesting discussion. Things calm down a little bit here later. 
So I don't know the exact event. Is this something that occurred in Wisconsin or, or where this? He, he, black criminality. Blacks commit the overwhelming majority of crimes in the United States in all categories except for liquor-related, where the American Indians have, a, have the edge because they have genetic incapacity to process alcohol. We have, uh, for example, if you take uh, 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 whites killing blacks, which is the theme, Ten times more blacks kill whites or whites kill whites than whites kill black. Fifty-five times more black kill black. The overwhelming majority of crime in the United States is black killing black. And many of them, by the way, are done with their bare hands by beating people to death. More people are beaten to death or strangled with bare hands than are killed by guns. And the overwhelming majority who are killed by guns are killed by handguns. Rifles are very seldom used where Kyle Rittenhouse just happened to be very adept with his weapon, and I was tremendously impressed. Now, I say that as a former Marine Corps officer who used to supervise recruit training in San Diego with 15 DI. Now, this is Dr. Fetzer's normal kind of firebrand, which I'm, you know, okay with. And 300 recruits under my command going through the training cycle, 11 weeks in duration, finishing one series, picking up another, including marksmanship training. I'll tell you, he is really capable, and I'm very impressed with his kid. But the story is, I mean, the pieces all fit together, and you've got uh, the local prosecutor trying to defend his liberal policy of letting people on bail while admitting that, yes, it's going to mean— So I highly recommend this show. Uh, go out on BitChute and search for Dr. Fetzer or Jim Fetzer, and you should be able to find it. Or search for the wisdom. I think they call it the wisdom circle or the event. Mm -hmm. Die, and where they're trying to cover up the motivation, claiming it had no connection whatsoever with the verdict in Kenosha, whereas they... A leader, a BLM leader from Milwaukee, says he thinks the revolution may have begun in in uh, Mishawaka. Mishawaka is the name of the place. That's probably why I couldn't remember it. Does that ring a bell now? Mishawaka. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Hard to I haven't. Pay, I honestly haven't been paying attention to this case very much. I haven't either. I really haven't. And when he talks about the revolution, he's talking about. Charlie Manson's helter skelter of a war of blacks against whites, where Charlie thought that would happen and the blacks were stronger and they'd wipe out the whites, but they were also dumber and therefore Charlie and his band would come out of the mountains to lead them. I, I think this is so destructive and the fact that they're not, not allowing the actual motivation, which is manifest from his social media site, where he was declaring himself to be a black nationalist, upset about the... You know, there are so many events going on. I think people just become numb. That's the whole idea. This is the rapid fire. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is by, by they're planning this. Mm -hmm. All the pieces of their motive means an opportunity to fit this guy Brooks to a T. Giuseppe, I'd like you to add your thoughts. Well, um, I, 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 uh, acknowledge russ's observation you know doing what he does with the exceptional uh, winterwatch.net as well as your magisterial efforts jim in investigation of conspiracy and i was born and raised in milwaukee my first 27 years then went 
due to family tragedy, went back and lived there from 2005 to 2014. And uh, I can tell you and open my my, uh, acupuncture oil medicine practice in 2008. This will be the last clip from the Wisdom Circle. I'll probably just play part of it. Is that your oh, dog? That's the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. So rife with fraud, predict uh, where it'll go. <laughs> I, th- I do think there's going to be rising anger amongst the American uh, population because we're being lied to about everything. Uh, absolutely everything. And, um, you know, this Build Back Better proposal, which is sort of a code for 666, it's going to create massive inflation. It's going to create a a whole new socialist um, network on top of what we already have in place. And uh, finally, I think it's going to really push forward the so-called green agenda. And there's quite a bit of uh, taxes and uh, so-called incentives for people to go with green energy, but small businesses aren't going to be able to afford these uh, these taxes and fines that are embedded in, in this um, legislation. So uh, I, I think it's clear that uh, the federal government's trying to make a power play to control every aspect of people's lives. They're using the so-called green agenda, climate change, and Operation COVID hoax to enact these uh, these changes in a complete takeover of American life. Gentlemen, I believe we're joined by the honored guest, Russ Winter. Russ, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Russ, 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 did you hear my questions to Scorpio in your absence about the acquittal in Kenosha and the slaughter in uh, Waukesha? Because I'd like your opinion Waukesha. about both. I think they indicate well, that. Yeah, I think, the, I think the Democrats are in huge trouble for that and a lot of other reasons because they just run uh, fifth column, columnist, traitorous, uh, seditious policies that that, just, that don't work. However, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble with a lot of people on this uh, Wakosha thing, the Wakosha thing because Waukesha. I, Waukesha. I'm so sorry. I think it's. I saw a lot of about just looking very, very carefully at the few images that are out there, which isn't much, and some of the uh, emotional shots and some of the, it, it just looks to me like a classic uh, uh, stage deception. Uh, I know. I know a lot of. I know this guy. Well, that's going to be uh, triggering, Doctor Fetzer. Soon, um, I'm going to play a little something about bio sludge which I think we might have talked about a little bit before. More Mike Adams, Brighteon.tv, recommended highly. To the human, biosolids is a stream that's exiting a wastewater treatment plant. And probably the best way to describe it is a wastewater treatment plant takes inputs from the sewer system. And it's split into two separate streams. You have a liquid stream and you have a solid stream. The solid stream is known as wastewater effluent or wastewater. You know, these companies try to recirculate this and they try to recycle all this chemical sludge instead of... That's the free fertilizer we were talking about before. I don't want to beat this to death, but something to be aware of. 
Um, I'm going to play a little bit of Dr. Lorraine Day. Uh, she's got some interesting things to say about mistranslation for the word hell in the Bible. Here we go. They are to believe truth. And so, uh, and there's there's one group that owns the media, as you know, the Jews own the media. And so they are, uh, have, uh, have open season on propagandizing the public. Uh, there's another word in the Bible that uh, has been written in by the translators, and that's the word hell. The word hell is not in the Bible. It's a mistranslation of four different words, Sheol in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, it's Hades um, and, uh, and Tartarus, which is the deepest Hades, uh, and Gehenna. Now, three of these four words have nothing to do with burning and, in fact, actually mean the grave. And in many instances, they are translated as the grave. But only when they want to make God look harsh is the word hell used instead of the grave. Now, Gehenna was the place outside of Jerusalem uh, in the Valley of Hinnom where they burned the trash. But it burned up the trash. It didn't burn up any of the good stuff. And Jesus said he came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, we are not the works of the devil. Every human being no matter how bad he is, is a creation of God. And it's only the sin in our lives that is the work of the devil. And so it, uh, Jesus came to burn up with truth the works of the devil by changing our hearts into uh, accepting and believing truth. And so uh, this whole business of writing the word hell in there, certainly we reap what we have sown. But if you read the preface to my book, you will see why I wrote the book. When I was, I was raised a Christian, and I had very godly parents uh, who loved me and my brother and loved each other. And I was asked to believe in a God who had a lower standard of love than my parents. And that was a God who said, love me and I'll let you live, but if you don't, I will torture you in hellfire forever. And I uh, said... That, that sounds pretty awful, actually, yes. It does, and that's, that's what this God that the Christian church believes in is supposedly going to do. For a few short years on this earth, even if you live to be 100, you're going to get tortured for billions and billions and billions of years, and that's just the beginning? So, Solaris, do you think people are going to be tortured for billions and billions of years? No, I certainly wouldn't worship any God that creates that kind of an environment. So, I, I, I think that's interesting, a very interesting perspective. And mm-hmm. it's also very interesting that Dr. Lorraine Day has the same same point of view. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting because they're opposite. <laughs> yeah, you don't like her too much. Too. I don't care for her a whole lot, I'll be okay. honest can't accept this. I know my parents would never do anything like that to me. Uh, even if I were a serial killer, they would hate what I had done, but they would still love me. And Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Well, if you're being tortured forever, what is that? 
You're not even allowed to die. Now, some denominations say, well, God will just torture you or burn you in hellfire as long as you deserve. But that's almost worse because then God will keep you artificially alive. Anyway, I like listening to her. I'm glad you guys agree on one thing. There you go. (laughs) I know you've had her on your show quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been on pretty regular. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she's was willing to come on. I'm all over the map a little too much with my show. I must admit. Oh, you're fine. I just Keep it some like variety. Yeah, I like the variety. I like investigating um, new material. I mean, I've got some very interesting stuff on the Meyer case that I'm just kind of waiting on because I seem to be in this other mode right now with so much going on. There's literally so much going on. This is a potential end for the big pharma immunity. So let's listen to this, and this may be our last clip. Which actually puts Fauci in jail. So we can contact him and we can do all those things, but it's, he's, it's proven to be ineffective. He's not going to do anything. We, what, what we need to do is take this route with these attorneys general. That's and, exactly right. Uh, so, But it also doesn't do any good to donate anymore to Rand nope. Paul either. Nope. Uh, until somebody wants to do something and show that they actually are a person of action, I would say stop donating to them altogether uh, and stop using this GOP win red nonsense as well. Okay, so where can we find these packets? Can you give them to me? How can we easily I'm going to send them hands? to you. You will have them, and then you will have the freedom to disseminate them. They are packages that were prepared specifically with cover letters. The one I'm going to send you was actually prepared for the, for the AG in Arizona. But you will be able to cut and paste these letters, make them appropriate to your state, and Stu, you'll have them in your possession to share with everybody. And send these by certified mail is what you recommend. That's exactly right. right. Okay, send these by certified mail. They will be on my Telegram. They will be at stupeters.tv. They'll be at redvoicemedia.com. There will be no excuse for not getting your hands on these things. Dr. David Mark, brilliant. You're a genius. Thank you so much for being here. And for Always good to be work. here. It's an honor to stand with you, Stu. I appreciate it. God bless you. One more clip here with Stu Peters. Felony crimes being committed by Big Pharma. On the same board and accomplish anything because what will happen is they will have insider information which makes their actions necessarily conflicted and by definition anti-competitive. Okay. Across the board, those are the crimes. Do sitting members of our U.S. Senate and U.S. Congress have this information? Do they know this? They do indeed. In fact, Ron Johnson has all of this information. Rand Paul has all of this information. And courtesy of an amazing group up in Wisconsin, uh, Cole Publishing, every single sitting member of the United States Senate has received all of this information. But they're not doing much about it, are they, Solaris? No, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. We need some more support from our politicians, maybe. Oh, don't count on that. <laughs> maybe we need to get rid of this. I was going to say, I think it's time to get them fired. Yeah. Enough is enough. Get some different people in there. They did it about six and a half months ago. Not a single person to date, save Rand Paul's one request for referral to the Department of Justice. Not one seating member of Congress has actually taken action on what we know to be prima facie. These are not, by the way, crimes that require investigation. These are crimes by their own admission. Remember, 
that the quote you read from Peter Daszak from 2016, published February of 2016, which says we need the media to create hype to get the public to accept the thing, oh, that is by definition coercion. That is a felony. That is domestic terrorism. And we must call it what it is. They've this is premeditated it. murder. And they continue to do it constantly. That's correct. Over and over with new variants and the, the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated uh, and pictures and images of children dying from supposedly coronavirus when we know uh, that that's just an absolute fallacy. It's not true. They won't touch the death rate. We're not allowed to see the deaths that are caused by this thing other than on the very unreliable vaccine adverse events reporting system, which only uh, less than 1% of vaccine injuries are reported to. So, okay, Ron Johnson has this. Every sitting member of the U.S. Senate has this. We've seen the grandstanding and the, the viral exchanges of rhetoric between uh, Rand Paul and Tony Fauci. These crimes are out there. Uh, everybody is saying, okay, our election was stolen right out in front of us. Okay, the audit was done. It's come and gone. Okay, uh, th th this, this coronavirus, we know, it's, we know it as the pandemic. And Peter Daszak, by his own admission, is saying this was a pandemic. Uh, yeah. Documents and patents going all the way back to 2015 and probably even before that prove that this yep. was a pandemic. Um, so we, we know all this. Not a court in the world is going to do anything about this. We're just getting trampled over by this bureaucracy, by this beast system. What can people actually do? How can somebody take action to stop this right now? Well, as you know, and, and Stu, I've shared some uh, materials with you. Uh, we can obviously share this. We've got tons of stuff that I can make available to your audiences and your listeners. I have an entire packet that goes to attorney generals. But the key thing right now is to get attorneys general to do what they did when it was, you know, back in the day. Remember when, when the, the gremlin... Uh, very famously, used to get rear-ended and the gas tanks exploded. And, and, and it took a few people to actually say, hold on a second, these cars need to get off the road. And standing together, a number of AGs said, we're going to take action if the company doesn't. The company took action, pulled the car off the road. Just like tobacco settlement. We forget that. But tobacco settlement, what was that? That was companies that knew that they were making an addictive product. And ultimately, a number of... Uh, I think that's hard. Music first. Thanks, Blair. You're welcome. Thanks, Blair. A lot of fun. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio. Travels to Earth through the rainbow crystal bubbles from the furthest reaches of space and time, across the dimensions, through the elements, and in harmony with the colors of the universe. Through her mastery of abstract stream of consciousness malapropisms, she weaves a web of comic, satiric, cosmic conversation. Her subjects can range from Norman, the goose next door, to astrology and Earth changes, and into the deep recesses of the soul matrix. She holds a wealth of knowledge on herbs, plants, and astrology. Join Mona and her guests on Adventures of a Feral Hippie as she touches the earthly radio waves five days a week at 2 p.m. Monday to Friday on Studio B at Revolution Radio. But that doesn't mean that they're telling the truth as opposed to fiction. 
Um, Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. Um, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, indicating that there were giants before the Nephilim. And sons of God, plural. They weren't talking about Jesus coming down. No, no, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm Steve Crawford, host of Factor Theory Live. Join me every Sunday night from 10 p.m. till midnight Eastern Standard Time on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Check it out. Hello, my name is Mr. Rowe. I am the host of Reality Extraction on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I utilize logic, intellect, and magic 